It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Well, Melissa, it's Friday. It is. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And I know we release these on Wednesdays, but sometimes, I mean, it's really been effed up recently. It's just like, whenever it happens, it gets out. It happens. <laughs> you know, that's the life of busy, crazy entrepreneurs. Yes. And I got this for you because it's Friday. Oh. And it's a celebration. A little champagne on a Friday morning. A little mimosa. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. So today we're talking about a brand that goes perfectly with this mimosa. Okay. Is and it Vuv? Wait, sorry. Vuv? No. Okay. We're talking about Tropicana. Oh. You know... When I think about the name Tropicana, I don't really think mimosa. I think about like a tropical location. So I'm not sure like that name was even... I mean, it's orange juice. I think of orange juice. You know? Well, yeah, because... That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> but Tropicana, I feel like I should be like... Like, you like know, in the on, Caribbean. In the like, Caribbean, yeah. Like on a beach. Totally. Which, by the way, I was on Instagram last night having major FOMO because... Four of my friends are on, like, sick tropical vacations. Like, how did we not get the memo? I mean, you were just in Hawaii, but... Yeah, I mean, a while ago, but we are way too busy to be on a tropical vacation right now. I know, like this, but I was, like, really I pissed off. I think we didn't sign up for that life yet. Oh. Okay, I was, like, yelling at Wes. I'm like, do you think you could take me on a tropical vacation? He's like, we can't pretend tonight because my mom's taking the kids and Caden's going to Mateo. So we are just going to, like, chill in our house by ourselves. Oh, wow, you never do that. We never do that. I know. Okay, so let's talk about Tropicana because in the last few years, there's been some trouble with Tropicana. Oh, really? I don't think I'm aware at all. Yes. Well, this was actually back in, oh... 809, and they actually decided to rebrand. Oh. Do you know about that? I didn't. When you see, you might recognize it. Okay. So in January of 08, they launched a new packaging design for its best-selling product, the Tropicana Orange Juice. Okay. That basically, they were killing it. They had annual revenue of $700 million per year in 2008. Not just for the orange juice, but for the whole brand. For the orange juice. Oh my gosh. Wow. Is that insane? I don't know. Is it? Like, I have no idea. I have no frame of reference, but it sounds like a lot. That sounds like a shitload of oranges you got to be squeezing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Melissa, they launched this, but consumers did not receive the design well at all, which is crazy. Was it the new packaging that was like a skinnier bottle and it was like... No. no. It was a full box design. Oh. So consumers did not receive this well, Melissa. And sales fell by 20% in the first two months. And they actually lost $30 million in revenue in the first two months. What? So guess what? Just because consumers didn't like the redesign. It was yeah. a packaging redesign or a logo redesign? Packaging. So the main reason like they wanted to rebrand and redesign this is to reconnect with like its existing customers and kind of launch like a 
new and improved look, Mm -hmm. but also reach out to new customers, like gain new market share for their orange juice. Mm -hmm. So the new design consisted of replacing that orange that's like on the front of all the Tropicana labels, cartons, everything. And they replaced it with a straw and like a generic glass of orange juice. And the orange became the twist off. So there was no like orange on the front. It was actually the top where you pour the orange juice out of. And it actually failed miserably. Like customers were not connected. They obviously, they didn't even know it was Tropicana. So they were apparently buying other brands. And it really impacted the brand in a negative way. So it didn't even reach the end of month two and they canned it. They're like, we have to go back. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do like more testing before fully launching it. Like maybe some A-B testing, like maybe like do some focus groups. I I mean, it's crazy because rebranding can be a strong marketing tool because it really does give a brand like a chance to reinvent themselves, pivot in a new direction and stand out from the crowd. Totally, That's what they were hoping for, but they did not stand out for the like from the crowd. And as you know, not all rebrands are successful. I mean, we've talked about a lot in the past and some succeed and kill it and others like they fail hard. Yeah. Cause I think brands sometimes don't realize how much customers are attached to the look, feel or name of something until they mistakenly like try to go a new direction and it just falls off the rails. Like sometimes a brand should not be touched. (laughs) I know. You know what's crazy? We should do the Aunt Jemima one because that's all we bought forever. And I wonder what the bottle is still the same. So you recognize it, but I wonder what the either increase or decrease of brand loyalty was. Yeah, I don't know. It's insane. But critics actually said that this was one of the worst rebrands that they have seen in like decades. Do you have a photo of it? Yes. Let me just explain. Okay. But so Tropicana actually hired Arnell in 2008 and they sank $35 million into the rebrand. Into the, did that also include the like a packaging, new, a new campaign too? New campaign, new design. I mean, they spent months working on this, which again, like why weren't they testing? And they were super pumped. And of course, it failed. Major fail. And so they had to revert back to the old design. I mean, the biggest fail was they removed the orange. Okay, so check it out. That's, That's the redesign. The redesign? Like it's kind of more modern and like it's just, it's a white carton with the orange is the twist off top, like on the top of the carton. Which I didn't even notice that. I didn't either, but it's kind of cute from a fall. Like it's, I see it from this angle. It's cute. And then it's got a glass of orange juice. It just says 100% orange, pure and natural. And it has the Tropicana name like and logo up the side. Yeah, because here's the that's original. the old one. that Yeah, with like the orange and the straw in the orange, which that's the one I always think of. Yeah, because you like this one. That's what I grew up with. You grew up with, but also it like reinforces naturally fresh squeeze. Like that, when I see that, I like my mouth waters. I know, like you want to stick a straw in an yeah, orange, right? Yeah, but. I mean, the new design, in my opinion, looks like it belongs in one of those like high-end marketplaces like in New York or Chicago where all the packaging looks perfect. Yeah. But that's not what resonates with Americans. I mean, And Tropicana is is not like a premium brand. No. You just need it to look refreshing and delicious. And that new brand packaging design did not look delicious. It looks like generic. It looks like when you get a glass of orange juice. And and it's it's gross and it's not fresh squeezed and it's it's like, ugh. Sugar. Totally agree with you. That's so interesting that that one little tweak affected that much revenue loss. In not even two months, months. which is insane. Okay. 
So since 2009, they've really tried to overcome themselves with some pretty crazy stunts and products, which is hilarious. So first, they came out with a toothpaste. A Tropicana toothpaste? Yes. Okay. So let me explain why they came out with a toothpaste, which is insane because I'm like, why would they make a toothpaste? Actually... I feel like there's a toothpaste that I used to put those orange essential oil drops into and it would make your teeth brighter. So maybe there's something with orange. I don't know. Go tell me all this. Oh, group. that's smart. Yeah. No, that's not. What okay. Did. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. So do you know like toothpaste and orange juice are pretty like modern products, right? Like everyone uses toothpaste and I feel like most modern Amer- products, I, I would never think that. I think they're just like everyday essentials. Is that what you mean? Well, everyday essentials, but it's crazy because Colgate actually released their first toothpaste in, guess. Like the year? Yeah. 1872. Oh, wow. Was I right? No. I was like, holy shit. I would have never guessed the 1800s. Yeah. People had teeth. They brushed their teeth back then? Yeah. With like toothpaste? Yeah. Oh, okay. For sure. 1890s. Okay. Wait, but I just thought of something. Toothpaste and orange juice are the most disgusting combination. If you think about that feeling, have you ever made your kids brush their teeth and then you're like, finish your orange juice? Okay. Think of that taste. Get this. This is why they did it. There you go. You nailed it. So they actually created this toothpaste because people would, you know, wake up, brush their teeth. brush their teeth, then go drink a glass of orange juice. And the combination, which is actually an active ingredient in toothpaste, which is called sodium lauryl sulfate or SLS, is actually like the cleaning agent that causes, that like cleans your teeth. But that's what causes orange juice to taste so gross. Like the combination of the interaction. Because it really, it's the grossest taste. Yeah. It's like disgusting. disgusting. Okay. But let me just tell you, I'm confused because I don't brush my teeth right when I wake up. I drink my coffee, eat my orange juice, and then I brush oh, my see, teeth. Oh, see, I am a obsessive brusher. So I for sure have coffee first, but then I typically brush before I start getting ready. And then I eat and then I brush again. And then I like, I'm weird. I do way too much brushing. <laughs> yeah, but I get it. Like, yeah. I just like to leave with my my teeth clean. Like totally. I hate dirty teeth oh, feeling. Yeah. No, gross. But yeah, so they actually launched this toothpaste that allows you to brush your teeth and enjoy your OJ too. <laughs> I mean, it actually is a good idea. Yeah, but I never saw this out. Like I, I didn't feel either. like they should have mass produced this. Is that that was in 09? No, this was like a couple years ago. Oh, I never saw it either. Yeah, but I mean, what a way to like just What does it taste like? It tastes like a light flavor of orange. Interesting. I'm, I, I'm into it. I know. I thought it was pretty cool. So in another attempt to increase their brand marketing and keeping people to buy orange juice, they came out with, guess. A mimosa. A cereal that allowed you to pour OJ no. into the cereal no, instead of milk. No, I draw the line there. That's fucking disgusting. Welcome back to Yahoo Finance Live, everyone. If you've ever poured yourself a bowl of cereal and realized you ain't got no milk, Chances are you've gotten creative with another dairy-based beverage in the fridge, or you've even opted for water. Orange juice giant Tropicana, they've got a new suggestion sliding in the chat in honor of National Orange Juice Day on May 4th. Ooh, The company is releasing Tropicana Crunch, a cereal intended to mix with orange juice rather than milk. Okay, and as I was doing my research, there- People actually do that. I know. I know. I know. People do water too. Sometimes I'm like, I don't understand people. 
water. And guess what else? The other top thing that they try. Water, orange juice, coffee? Beer. No! (laughs) In cereal? Like, who are these people? That's what I want to know. I mean, I feel like they're drunk ass frat boys. (laughs) Like, yeah, by the way, like, I mean, you wake up and you have beer and cereal, like, and then you go to work? Like, what? No, you don't go to work. These are frat boys for sure. Or like just ghetto ass. I have no idea. I just don't even know like who in their right mind would wake up and like want to start their day. And they're like, you know what? I'm out of milk. I'm out of water or have water. I'm out of oranges. Oh, you know what? I have beer. That sounds delicious. Kegs and eggs and a little beer in my cereal. (laughs) There's got to be a country song about that. I got my kegs and my eggs and my Miller Lite and my Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh my God. (laughs) Disgusting. So disgusting. So So on May 4th, in honor of National OJ Day this year, they- In 2022? 2021. Sorry. Last year. They released a cereal specifically intended to mix with orange juice instead of milk, and it was called Tropicana Crunch, and it was touted as the first ever breakfast cereal created to pair with your Tropicana Pure Premium, so you can sip up your sunshine and eat it too. That was hard. Sip up your sunshine. (laughs) That was a tongue twister. Sip it up. Do they still sell it? Because I've never seen it. No, but it sold out fast. So I guess if the cereal is meant to like taste good with orange juice, maybe, but I don't think I could physically eat cereal out of an orange with an orange liquid in it. I know. It just like doesn't pair. No. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure they got so much press coverage. Oh, so it was everywhere. Did they sell it on the website or was it? They sell it on, they actually created a unique URL, Mm -hmm. tropicanacrunch.com. So smart. And captured all that data of all those people. I mean, freaking genius. It was brilliant. Okay, you got to check out the site. Sad, but it's over, but happy it happened. (laughs) If you scored a box, drop us a review. Oh my gosh. This went crazy on social media. I couldn't get the exact stats, but it was insane. Like people were just going wild. Creative idea. I wouldn't buy it, but I love the concept. No. So why I decided to cover this is because actually yesterday... In Adweek, they launched something else. Ooh. And it reminded me of you and hence the... Oh, the mimosa. Yes. Let me take a little sip. Okay. Okay. All right. So they launched the mimosa machine. Uh, sign me up. All right, so let's say that you're stuck at home and you're in the mood for a morning pick-me-up. Well, Tropicana has come up with an idea that can help. It's a device to create your own mimosa. The Tropicana Mimosa Maker is basically a spray bottle that spritzes your preferred amount of juice into your champagne. The device has several settings, whisper, spritz, and shower. Tropicana is only selling a limited amount, but says the Mimosa Maker would be a perfect gift for the holidays. Brilliant. Okay, so did you know that there was actually a famous bartender in the 1920s, Frank Meyer, who invented the mimosa? Dude, I want to marry that guy. Well, he's dead, so you can't marry him. I mean, does he have a son? I, a grandson? No, but he's famous, and he, like, served to, like, Coco Chanel. I mean, yes, he invented the mimosa. And he, he was a famous bartender at the Ritz-Carlton in 1920. Like, that dude was the man. 
Genius, frankly. Genius. Like a mimosa just is perfect any time of day or night. I mean, any location. It could be winter. It could be summer. It could be like there is no time when it's not a good time for, for a mimosa, mimosa, right? And if you think about it, like now today, there's not like one breakfast spot. I mean, obviously they don't serve alcohol that you can't get yeah. a mimosa. I mean, they have mimosa bars and Hash Kitchen has their mimosa flight. I mean, it's insane. It is the best possible drink at breakfast. Which... By the way, the Hash Kitchen Mimosa Flight is disgusting because it's just like sugar, 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 and more sugar. I need to pour the champagne and then have an essence of orange juice. It's like Like, a splash. uh, Or maybe even just like a rind. I I like a little splash, like change the color a little bit, but like, it's almost like just breathe the smell onto it. (laughs) You're just like, (laughs) it's like a whiff. You're like, give me a glass of orange juice. And she's doing this weird thing, smelling both. And then she drinks it and closes her eyes and we're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, sorry, I put a little too much today. It's okay. You know. It still is good. So obviously they couldn't use Frank in the marketing. So in his honor, they created this machine. So yesterday, they obviously went to market with this new device, and it is designed to make the world's easiest to mix cocktail, even without the mix. So check this out. Show it to me. Okay, this machine is just a pump sprayer that screws on to a 12-ounce bottle of Tropicana, and the nozzle features three different settings, a whisper, a spritz and a Oh my shower. God, if you don't buy this for me, immediately I'm going to lose Dude, my mind. You can't buy it, but on Sunday we can enter to win because Sunday the contest starts. Okay. Okay. So this device allows the user to regulate the dosage and frothiness of the juice dispensed into the bubbly. This is perfect for you. This is. I know. I immediately searched where we could buy it, but. I'm going to cry. I'm going to make a video things. and send it if I don't win one. It is so cool. Wait till you see it. But let me tell you. So Tropicana's senior director of marketing, Jim Spaulding, actually told Adweek that the idea for the mimosa machine came directly from social listening. Like so many people have been talking about it. Like why don't you create a mimosa machine? Because... How do you make the perfect mimosa? Exactly. Because when I went to go pour it today, it's like, too much. Too much. Yeah, you so need, need a... You need a sp- it's like a little sprayer, right? It is so cool. Yeah. So... This is perfect because it has three varying Audrey spray settings and it was inspired by a behavior that adults were already like practicing on social media. They're like trying to perfect the perfect, the perfect mimosa. Yeah. But and like then said, after you have one too many, the problem is you go to make your like fourth one and you really mess up the ratio. Check this so, out. Oh my God. That It's like literally a spray top for the orange juice. Yeah. I mean, how perfect is that? We need it. I wonder if people go crazy this weekend and they actually mass produce it because it would be perfect for Christmas. That is the cutest gift. Oh my, with like a bottle of champagne. Well, let's see. Wait, have you ever tried? I bought, I tried, I got targeted on Instagram like a couple months ago for Oza. No. Canned mimosas. And I was like, well, I have to try it. I mean, it's a perfect poolside drink for the summer. So this is like a few months ago. So summertime. And I ordered them. They're okay. They're easy because, like, you open the can and it's like a mimosa, but it's not. Uh, it's not sparkly enough. Yeah. Oh my god. The best mimosa I've ever had was. It was snowing in Telluride, and we couldn't see anything. And I was so scared, and we couldn't see anything. Because you, you were snowboarding. Snowboarding, and all of a sudden, 
we come up on a ski chalet that is a champagne bar. It was like, literally, like you're like, inhale, can't see, scared. And then it's like, ah, champagne bar. This was the biggest glass of champagne I've ever had. And it was cold and snowflakes were falling into my mimosa. I mean, it was, I have the picture. We're going to put it that on our social. That is the only way you could get me on a mountain. But I wouldn't have... I wouldn't be on skis or on a snowboard. Dude, you couldn't get to the chalet unless you were like, went to the top of the mountain. And I don't even know how we found it because it was a complete whiteout, but it was magic. Maybe it was a... Do you think it was a dream? No, not a dream, <laughs> but like, what's what's it when like you you see something? A mirage. Mirage. Maybe, like, maybe it was just a mirage that actually wasn't there. Oh, were shoot. you on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I have a photo. All okay. Right, <laughs> which I'm going to put up. So, Melissa... Write this down. Tropicanamimosamaker.com. Set an alarm. What time does it go live on Sunday? It didn't say the time. Damn it. I'm going to be on it. Maybe you should start on Eastern time. Like wake up at 5 a.m. and (laughs) register. Anyways, I'm fine. Yeah. (gasps) On Sunday you wake up at 5 a.m.? No, but I will for this. I will for this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Melissa... I just got to talk to you about this. Like, why is all this marketing around juice? Like, why do you think this is like... I can actually tell you what I think. And I I might be right. Maybe I'm wrong. I was thinking my parents, when I was little, we had juice in our house all the time. We drank so much juice. My kids do not drink juice because I am under the impression that most processed juices are so full of sugar. So when they do drink juice, it's fresh squeezed juice that we make. We have a bottle of orange juice, like four mimosas exclusively. Like no one drinks it. We don't have apple juice. We don't have any kind of juice in the house. They drink milk, water, maybe Gatorade. We don't have juice. I know. Okay. So I told Wes, he, this is a constant argument in our house. I told him he's going to get fat because he drinks juice. He will drink Literally, almost a gap, like the carton of, he doesn't drink Tropicana. He drinks that. Simply. Simply, mm-hmm. the high pulp. and Which I like that one the best. He's convinced, since I've met him, that, I mean, think about the last time you were, saw Wes sick. He is convinced that Simply Orange <laughs> has kept him healthy for the last 25 years. Now, how much does he drink? I'm telling you, like two bottles a week. Wow. Like two of the Simply Orange bottles. I mean, maybe he's got something going for him. And I'm like, have you seen the sugar content? He's convinced that that one doesn't have enough sugar content (laughs) because there's pulp. But it is right because... People aren't drinking juice. No, because according to research by the Produce for Better Health Foundation, fruit juice consumption fell by 8% over the last five years, and it ended in 2021. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I would have thought it started falling much longer ago than that because again since I moved out of my parents house when I was 18 or 19 I do not buy or drink juice well actually in 2018 the New York Times published a study that says there's no evidence that juice improves your health Wes fail it doesn't improve your health read the study and it should be treated like every other sugary beverage yeah that's what it is and you know what's crazy I wonder I didn't even look this up but Melissa and I are obsessed with nectar, and mm. I actually got her to start drinking that because I was convinced. I don't eat vegetables, so I yeah. have to have my greens. It's like she's got to drink this. But I feel like since 2000, and I don't know when we started, but like we got in a pretty big We got into cold-pressed juice in like 2009, 2010, okay. I would say, because that's when it started becoming like a fad in Arizona. Yeah, and my kids, they actually rarely, they'll have like a sip of it, and I get pissed because they waste some of it. Mm-hmm. My kids don't either. They order it, they get, ugh, and it's so annoying, but whatever. 
But my kids will, Caden will drink a whole nectar green juice. Oh, that's great. He loves it. Wow. So there's been a decline in sales and in consumption and a shift in public perception. And you know what? That might have been why Pepsi actually decided to sell a majority stake of Tropicana to a private equity firm in 2021. Oh, yeah. I mean. And it's crazy because in an interview with Yahoo Finance, like at the time of the sale, Pepsi vice president chairman and CFO said, as we went through the exercise over the past 18 months or so, we came to the conclusion that given our orientation toward higher growth and improving our margins, Tropicana wasn't a fit. That is so interesting. Yeah. And I I did some more research, like why did they do this mimosa machine? And, you know, it was crazy because Jim Spaulding, who's actually the CMO of Tropicana, didn't talk about this, but I was thinking that like, I wonder if, you know, consumers don't drink or buy juice, like you said, mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. to drink it. You said the exact same. I just thing. have one bottle in and four mimosas And I only. use it and it expires before I use it every time, like the whole thing. Well, it's crazy because I was thinking maybe they're thinking, what if we market as a cocktail mixer because people drink a ton of mimosas and maybe they could increase sales. And sometimes people put a splash of OJ in a margarita. Like you could use OJ, you do use OJ in a lot of mixed drinks, yes. But mimosas are, of course, the primary thing because it's usually more orange juice than most cocktails. I think you're on to, I, I think you're smart. Yes, I think you're right. So I wonder, let's see, this weekend the Mimosa Maker is launching, which... And by the time this episode comes out, it it would have already launched. So let's tell... First of all, you know our drill right in if you get one. Yes. Like, tell us. Please. And And Melissa's going to be up at 5 a.m. I'm probably going to have to wake up at 5 a.m. to (laughs) enter. So we'll see. And I'm super curious to see the press after the contest. So we'll have to do like a little roundup. Yeah. And I wonder if Mr. Jim is going to have a whole new marketing campaign that is just marketed towards, like, I wonder if they do a new bottle or something cool. If not, Jim, call us. We can rebrand Tropicana to be the mimosa only And I bet you, I mean, given the challenge, we could make orange juice cool again. We could. I have no doubt. I have a, already a vision. Jim, if you're out there, <laughs> serendipit.com. No, actually serendipit not serendipit.com. <laughs> We've only Wait. owned the company for 14 years. It's actually <laughs> serendipitconsulting.com. Oh, that's that mimosa kicking in. <laughs> oh, man, this was good champagne. This was a really, is that it? That was that's like it. amazing. Yeah. I am like super obsessed. So the funniest part about this is, you know who covered how I learned about the cereal? I mean, it's covered everywhere. Yeah. But like food and wine, like all the like foodie magazines covered the cereal, which is pretty interesting to I me. I mean, the food and wine magazine also covered the cat cafe, cat food cafe that I talked about in the last roundup. So I wouldn't like say that they're just looking for like premium content. Oh, I was a little shocked. <laughs> I'm like, I thought food and wine was like super high end. Food and wine online is a little less... Bougie? Bougie, I think. I think okay. they, they look for like clickbait. Yeah. Well, Adweek had a great article, Food and Wine, as I mentioned, Ad Age. And then, wait, there's one more that was great. It was Inverse Magazine Online. They had some really interesting stats about mimosas and orange juice. Like the history of orange juice was very fascinating if you want to look it up. Amazing. Well, thank you, Lex. This mimosa is delicious and it's a great way to go into the weekend. Hopefully I win a 
little mimosa spritzer. And thank you all for listening. We hope that you loved the episode. Tell a friend or two or five. Leave us a review wherever you can. And we'll see you next week for another great episode. See ya. Bye. Bye.